Hello and welcome to the Grumpy Collector Podcast. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show on your streaming platform of choice. We're now on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, of course, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. And without further ado, your life just got better. Today's episode is titled, How to Succeed in Coffee Mugs Without Really Trying. Obviously, I'm making a pun or play on the musical by Mel Brooks, but in that title, there's really a lot uh, of truth in it. Um, We're going to do a little battle royale. I have 10 mugs in front of me that I've curated over the last few years. Um, I have some standard ones that we'll go through all the way up to hype mugs. And yes, you heard that right. There are such a thing is hype limited drop coffee mugs you thought getting a rolex was hard have you tried to get the mug by east fork pottery not so easy especially if you want to go small batch not just regular or pkk ceramics again good luck i have them and i will tell you if they live up to the hype or not i'm a huge coffee nut Uh, most people know that about me I'm sure we'll do an episode or two or 20 about espresso at some point and latte art, all things that are near and dear to me, especially uh, during the pandemic. It's given me something to do um, each day when I take a coffee break from work um, since I uh, live and work at home. And also, I think it's worth saying, and I understand when you see a title and you see a podcast about coffee mugs you're probably thinking grump have you lost your mind well i promise you i have not lost my mind i think this will be super interesting um and just to i think we're going to be able to explore a few things that you don't even think about uh that i do and i don't just mean standard things like ergonomics or weight or size sure we'll we'll cover that and and price and materials um you know the wabi-sabi of um you know, a handmade or hand-thrown mug is pretty cool. Um, we will cover uh, all of that. Also, I wanted to say real fast, too, most people know me, first and foremost, as a watch collector. I'm thinking that every odd episode is going to be watch-related, and every even episode is going to be about something else, since I have a lot of interests besides watches, So I hope you do, too. Um, but if you're only here for the watches look for those odd numbered episodes and if you're not into watches well don't worry that's what the even episodes are for thanks for listening let's get into it now the first thing i'll tell you no matter what mug you use it's not going to make your coffee or your beverage of choice taste better. However, it is the thing you interact with when you are enjoying your coffee. You're holding it, maybe you're spinning it around on your desk. Obviously, it's something you're going to be washing, right? So you have to kind of think about that. And you have to think about how much uh, liquid it's going to hold. And I'll tell you, when I first got into tea and coffee, I was obsessed with coffee mugs with no handles. Um, You know, I'm looking in front of me right now and I have um, four that I've purchased over the last few years. Um, You know, and the thing with a no handle mug is if it gets hot and then you're holding it, um, you're going to feel it. Flip side though, there's something so primal about holding a mug with no handle. I feel like it's like the, um, you know, Indiana Jones and the last crusade when they're trying to find the, um, you know, the, the cup, uh, of everlasting, uh, life. And they're like, it'd be the cup of a carpenter, you know, the Holy grail. Uh, and it should be a simple cup. And it's just something about holding that cup. Imagine if that Holy grail had a handle on it. It would just lose something. 
that being said, I've actually migrated away from cups without handles, um, predominantly because I actually like a wider area area for um, latte art, and um, just having a, a handle really helps um, make that possible uh, a lot easier. But here's the thing, I have all these fantastic mugs without handles, what do you do? Well, the thing you don't always realize is a coffee mug without a handle, it's a cup, right? Is it still a mug? I don't know, sure. But it also can be a planter. You can hold your pens and uh, pencils in it, it can become a pencil cup. Um, I keep one actually by my uh, sink and in there is where I keep, you know, nail clippers and cuticle pushers and my comb. Um, it's a fantastic cup actually made by, um, again, uh, by Willow Vane, which is uh, a small um, studio in Eastern North Carolina um, who really makes fantastic stuff. I can't um, speak highly enough of their, of their quality, honestly. I don't think they're on the radar of a lot of people, but they're um, really, really great stuff um, run by um, a woman named Erica uh, Tiomi. It was founded in 2016. So do keep that in mind that if you get some mugs and you end up changing your mind, if they don't have handles, you can still rock it as all sorts of stuff. Now I know what you're telling me, Troy, surely you could do the same thing with a mug with a handle. Yeah, you could, but it's just not gonna look the same. You know, this Willow Vane mug again, or I have one actually, um, I wanna say it's by, um, related to, to Willow Vane, but, um, OM Ceramics, which is OM stands for object matter. I bought it at um, Pokito in, in LA and it has no handle either. Roughly the same size, a little bit heavier weight. It's hand painted. It's a piece of art. Um, and you, I, you know, it's almost a shame to try to drink anything out of it. It, the one I have does not have a handle on it either. And really I think it would make the most endearing, um, planter as, as well something about having a handle on it then you just can't your brain can't get out of thinking that that's a mug and so if you put a bunch of pencils in it or a plant people are going to start questioning you like why are you putting plants in your mugs but if it's a cup or mug without a handle designed right i'm telling you it can work the other thing i'll tell you is sometimes it can be um really hard to to find the right size planter and sometimes planters go for for big money especially if they're um, custom made so another way to do it is look for a mug or cup without a handle and there you go you've got yourself a small planter and probably save a little bit of money in the process when you know the the willow vein one this is a confetti pattern um, it's short. This mug, um, I don't know, it, I would say it holds probably approximately 10 ounces. I can't remember what I paid for it, but it has a, a really pretty textured, um, unglazed portion at the bottom. Um, but the, the bottom is perfectly flat too, so it doesn't wobble or anything. Extremely well made. Oh, speaking of which too, there are now show notes check it out. You can find it on my Instagram page. Um, should be also a link from the Spotify account or just visit thegrumpycollector.com and you'll see the link there to show notes where you can, I'll link up to all of these because I understand some of this can be a very visual thing. But this uh, Confederate pattern of Willowvane is just fantastic. Um, really nice mug, no handle. The Ohm one, same thing, a little bit higher. Definitely much more of a, I hate to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyways, it's kind of like a hipster pattern on it. It looks, I don't even know what artist I would say it looks like. A little bit of a Juan Miro meets uh, maybe Ellsworth Kelly, I don't know. A little bit of that perhaps. Um, it's It has a really good weight to it too. Um, there's that one. Might add on the Ohm one, I bought it from Pokito for $32. Now they're gonna run you about $50. Whew. 
who knew these things can go up, right, in value? Um, but they can. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, in, in just a little bit. The, the next one I wanted to talk about, I saw this mug. Again, I'm in coffee, so I subscribe and I get lots of emails from different roasters throughout the country and Ruby uh, Roasters in Wisconsin. One, I always think it's so interesting that there's a few uh, roasters throughout the US that A, they have a great product, but two, they collaborate with really, really good artisans, really, I can't think of another word for it, uh, for some of their like branded company swag. Um, and this is one of them by um, PKK Ceramics, which stands for uh, Phil uh, Kehoe Kim. This is around 10 to 11 ounces, a little bit taller. You'd almost think it's a pencil cup, but it's hand, um, hand thrown at some really nice subtle ridges on the outside. And you know, it's really interesting that the outside is just this really pale tan color, but then the inside is this really bright and dark red glaze. So it kind of surprises you. Um, I got their email. Of course, they're a great roaster. They have fantastic coffee. Um, and I saw this, I'm just like, this looks uh, amazing. And it's really cool how it's stamped on the, on the bottom too. You know, a lot of ceramics, when you get, it will just be a single stamp maybe in the middle of the cup and that's it. Um, the PKK one, it says PKK ceramics in this large curve um, that arcs across the bottom. Um, it's just a subtle detail that, you know, no one's going to notice except uh, the user of the mug and probably not even the user, maybe just the owner. Because when you're using mug, you're never going to tip it upside down, right? Because then you'd, you'd pour out whatever's on it. Um, this is definitely one of my favorite mugs. Just something about the hand feel of it. it has the right weight. It's not too heavy. Again, though, handleless. I'll also say all these people who are making handleless mugs make ones with handles too. Um, this was just during Troy's uh, no handle phase. Um, beautiful, beautiful mug. The downside with this mug it was $50. That's a lot for a coffee mug. But um, it's one of those things I just knew I, I had to have it. Interestingly, um, PKK Ceramics, very much in demand, really hard to find these uh, in stock when you go um, to his website or to some of the other people uh, he partners or, or supplies, um, but worth uh, seeking out uh, once you look at it, if you feel like that's, that's your bag. Switching a little bit into the, the hype world for a second, you know, when we think about hype and we think about how do you create demand and how do you create following you, you know, there's a lot of ways to do it. Uh, you know, scarcity helps. Um, I think that's really probably the main ingredient, right? Is you got to have a demand that is higher than supply. Um, and, but when you're new, you have to kind of also think about how do you even start that cycle? If that's something that's important to you. And I think for a lot of, new or upcoming brands or brands that are getting rebooted, um, one way they can do it very quickly is um, through Kickstarter and Indiegogo, right? Um, crowdfunding. Well, what do you know? It, there was a crowdfunding campaign that got me and normally they don't, but um, it just was um, too interesting to pass up and the novelty of it was just too much. Um, the, the place is called the, the Granby Workshop in uh, England. And they wanted funding to do a ram press where they would mix different colors of um, clay and then put it through a huge, massive pressurized, you know, multi-tonnage um, ram press and, you know, extrude um, kind of marbled um, clay that they would then mold into forms. And one of the options was a cup. And I um, thought, you know, why, why not? I can't think of another, <laughs> yeah, this is the thing with uh, crowdsourcing. I can't think of another Kickstarter that I waited for longer than this mug. Um, I'd be hard pressed to think, think of something that I waited longer for. Um, 
not to say that their timeline was unreasonable or maybe um, they probably even clearly communicated it. I don't know if there was delays and things. Um, but but ultimately, I did get my mug and it's a it's a nice mug. I'll tell you, it's a mug I used once and never again. And not because it's too precious or it's too nice. It's too wide. Even though you, you know, you just heard me complain about a lot of these handleless mugs being too narrow and why I don't use them anymore. Um, here I have one handleless. It really holds to your hand nicely. It's flared up a bit. Um, however, it's so wide that you you almost feel like you don't have a good grip on it either, you know. Um, and so because of that, it it doesn't get used. Um, and it's so incredibly wide. This could probably hold 50 pens, no problem, um, and really could make a pretty nice, this would make the perfect container for a candle too, I might add. Something else you could do with a mug without a handle, think about that, candles, right? Um, but yeah, I think uh, at some point in this um, mug's future, there's going to be some sort of fern or plant growing in it, and then I'll be able to enjoy it much more. You know, when you spend money on these, this was 27 pounds. Uh, sterling, I might add, um, to back their project back in the day. You know, if you think about it, with a lot of mugs too, they live their life in a in a cabinet where you're never going to see them. Um, I'm fortunate enough on my espresso machine on the top, there's a warming tray, and so I can hold about nine mugs there upside down, and it's great when the machine's on, kind of pre-warms them up, and at least I can see them every day. I can at least visually enjoy them. Uh, but for most of these, like just for today's uh, podcast, I had to find these. These were buried in all sorts of different places in various cabinets. I, mean, I had to use a ladder to get a couple of these down. I had kind of just swirled away, um, you know, like nuts for winter, I guess, in case there's a cup or mug apocalypse. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, if, uh, if things hit the fan and uh, you, you have absolutely no, uh, you know, things to hold beverages with. Um, you know, come on by. So um, that's the Granby one. It's, um, you know, there definitely is something to be said about it. Uh, something can be too wide. If this had a handle, though, it might be perfect. Um, but that's my side. So that was four mugs, all without handles. They have that secret superhuman power that they can be a bunch of other things without people even knowing. You know, these four mugs I have, uh, without handles I talked about, the the PKK Ceramics, the, the Granby, um, the OM, and the Willow Vein. All of these I could put a plant in, I could put in my bathroom, and no one would ever have thought that any of these um, were originally made to be a cup or, or a mug. Switching to, to ones with handles, and there's a lot of thought I've been thinking about this too, but first I wanted to start with three that I would say, if we're doing this battle royale, we have 10 mugs in front of us here. Um, I wanted to have a few that most people listening might have. And the first I thought would be the classic, um, you know, uh, enamel steel cups. Uh, these hold 14 ounces, 32 bucks usually for a pack of two. The, the two I have here are made by uh, a now defunct brand called Best Made, rest in peace. Uh, they were in New York City and they made tons of amazing things, really well curated clothes and provisions. Um, initially, they were all they made was axes, and I loved their annual catalog. Their catalog was, was fantastic. Um, the rest of their supply got bought out by Duluth Trading. Uh, you can find some of their stuff still there. They might even have some of these um, European made. Um, uh, you know, enameled steel uh, cups or mugs. You know, the thing about this is this is something that has not changed in probably over 100 years. This is the sort of mug, if you're going camping, this is what you want to have. All the other ones are ceramic or porcelain. You know, if I drop them on a rock, it's it's over. With this, it dents. There's no breaking this. There's no cracking this. There's no nothing from heat cold um it's not going to care and so if you're you know out and about tumbling around um these these are, are great 
Um, downside with it is the handle for these, and I'm sure it's by design, it's not a very large handle, so it doesn't stick out too far from, from the, the mug. So, you know, no matter what, the inside of your two fingers that are, when you're holding the mug, are going to also not only hold the handle, but they're going to still be touching the the main, you know, mug shape, right? And my two fingers get in there, but it's it's, it's almost tight. Uh, what is this, a cup for ants? So, um, you know, the good and bad, these are, these are not insulated. I mean, it's just, you know, enameled. Uh, metal I always do the thing you do have to worry about these though is that enamel again this is some very old school European company I'm sure they're not putting lead in that enamel god you hope not but it's enameled on the inside too and so if this thing if I was using some cutlery in this or um, an immersion blender or something for some reason <laughs> you never know uh, and it scratched that inside and that got into my food or drink um, that worries me. Heating this thing up on a really hot stove uh, would maybe worry me too. I'm sure it's totally non-toxic, but these are still things that um, come to mind because really enamel still is almost like a paint and it's uh, it's on the inside and outside of the cup. Um, so that's the only thing you have to think about with, with these uh, when you see these. And, you know, you can find these sort of camping cups anywhere. I'm sure REI has some with some pithy sayings and I'm sure you can find these uh, elsewhere if you can hunt down uh, some of these original ones that were made for best made company um, kudos to you i bet there's some really cool old school european ones out there too this could be a fun thing to collect actually too would be these little steel cups and again uh, when you're doing um, you know some um, aero press or french press out on the trail or some um, instant coffee um, this this um, pretty much fits the bill and you also see people use these as, um, you know, to have that little uh, nip of whiskey at the end of the night. So um, not a huge cup by any means. I don't think it's meant to be. That's also why the handle's pretty short. I think it's just all about um, being as utilitarian as possible and, and taking up the least amount of space. But it's still something I was thinking about. And this is still um, one that, I, you know, um, is worth seeing how it compares. I'm looking at the rolled edge underneath where the enamel is, and it, this one already has a little bit of discoloration too, and it's a little bit rough under the lip. So um, that worries me a little bit. The next two that are just kind of like, you know, when I think of anytime you're going to rate something or measure something, you have to have your scale calibrated. You know, like I would not trust anyone telling me about restaurants if they hadn't been to a Waffle House and if they also maybe haven't been to a two or three mission starred restaurant. Because if you don't have that range in your mind and you tell me X restaurant is the best restaurant in the world and the best thing you've ever been to to date is just an Applebee's, I'm not going to buy it, right? Because my scale is a lot different. And so... I think the same is true with absolutely everything, you know, coffee, watches, uh, pens, anything. And same goes with mugs. I think you have to have uh, the best and you also have to have the worst. And, and really, then you can also figure out, you know, and, and appreciate, um, you know, things for the right. Because you've lived with, um, you know, maybe things that were just uh, kind of run of the mill. So. You know, after the Steadfast, which is also the lightest cup in our Battle Royale, again, because it's not ceramic, it's just uh, steel, we go to the heaviest cup by a great, again, New York City, um, Fish Eddie. Uh, this one's covered in cats. This is adorable cup, super heavy. It's that classic New York diner style, right? This is what most people have uh, a majority of around their house. Uh, this is a 14 ounce, um, runs 18.95, so not a huge premium. They have a lot of really adorable designs. Handle feels great. You know, the only branding on this is Fish Eddie at the bottom. Otherwise, this particular one just has a bunch of cats on it. We have a couple of these actually. They make great gifts. Um, flared at the top a little bit. Some of these 
most of these mugs are not flared at the top. Um, just this one and the next one I'm going to get to that are our control group. Let's maybe that's a better way of putting it too. You got to have the high and the low, but you also need to kind of have your control group. And so this is one of those control groups you need. I felt like this um, comparison test really needed to have um, just a New York diner style um, coffee mug. It drinks great because it's flared. It's really easy to pour out too, something people don't always think about. Um, there's absolutely no, you know, otherwise the color is just kind of a, a plain beige color. Um, you know, very much mass produced, um, but there's no hard edges anywhere, especially with how, where the handle's attached or where you would drink from. You're not going to get cut on this anywhere. Um, this is probably one of the few mugs too. I think if I dropped this on a rug or in a room with carpet, I don't think this is going to get, this is going to break this thing. Um, feels like a Mack truck of coffee mugs. Um, not entirely indestructible like our metal one, but um, it's it's a beast uh, nonetheless. Uh, my wife uses this for uh, her, her tea more than anything. And before I forget, I'm going to post a picture with um, all of these mugs, these 10 contenders on Instagram when this episode drops. So um, check out the Grumpy Collector on Instagram if you want to see a little visual evidence of this. And then, of course, don't forget um, from my Instagram page, you can uh, go to my links and then check out the, the show notes where I also will link up to, to all of these. The next one, the exact same size, handle flares out a bit more. And this is what I would call the bougie New York Diner mug. Uh, this is the La Crusette mug. Again, generous, uh, about 14 ounces. This is in the Cerise Red. Retails $20, though. You can find this discount anywhere from $15 to $18 in most places. You know, the great thing about Le Crusade is they do these really gentle gradients. Um, in the wash world, we would call this, uh, it's almost like a fume dial. Uh, this one goes from a really bright red to kind of a darker burgundy cherry red at the bottom. Um, inside, it's just glazed with uh, just a very plain, you know, utilitarian, um, you know, beige color kind of sh shines through. Handle works okay. It's slanted at such a, a degree, though, that, yeah, you have a place to put your thumb. That's nice. And you can put two fingers inside. Um, but every time I hold this mug, it just wants to limp down. Um, so I would say that from a handle perspective, uh, this is a loser. Um, you know, if you're putting this on a hook, it totally bends down as, as any mug would. But um, something about how it's, it's kind of like, a, and you could look at this with your own mugs. If the handle is shaped like an ear, you're screwed. I'm just going to say that. Um, that is not a really good ergonomic choice because you got to really choke up on the grip. Otherwise, it's going to kind of slide down. Um, so that's the, the problem here. You know, you, you may get props from, from folks, but, um, you know, if they see this, like, wow, you splurged on Le Crusade, uh, if only they knew, right, um, with with some, some of these other ones here. But, um, you know, it, it does look fantastic, um, but the ergonomics and the handles just um, just just way off. Next, I'm going to talk about the mug I use the most. And I would say I use this mug. And I am such a fan of this mug that I own at least nine of these. And this is what predominantly I'm having my coffee out of. And this is by hand, H-A-A-N-D. Not like your hand hand, even though these are handmade, but they're slip casted. But it's um, H A A N D, and this is the 10 or 12 ounce short mug. And hand is really interesting. One, I'm in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and they are just down the road um, in Graham, North Carolina. They had moved there. They originally were in uh, Saxbaha. I can remember when they used to be there too. Um, these are not cheap. These are retails $37. They do a second sale every so often though. Um, so if you're local or even now because of um, 
COVID, they've been doing their second sale uh, online. Uh, sometimes you can get a good deals on these. Um, so why is this the mug I use the most? And it is definitely one of my favorites. Um, the handle really is like a rectangle. So once you put your, your fingers in and you have your thumb on top, the mug doesn't want to slide down on your fingers. Um, it's kind of like locked in. It's also um, very similar to the, the, the European, you know, uh, enameled steel. These are very short mugs. That's why it's called the short mug. Um, this is definitely a mug for um, a latte. It really, to me, is the, the, just the perfect size uh, for, for a latte. When I do a double shot of espresso in this, so let's say, um, you know, an 18 gram puck and maybe there's about 40 grams of coffee in this and then I take my normal size or large size um, foaming pitcher um, the amounts are just perfect there's like no waste um, the glazes are wonderful and it's wide enough that uh, you get enough real estate so you can do some nice latte art with it um, the mouthfeel around the rim of the of the cup is really nice it's straight up and down it you know, there's a slight flare on some of these where the tapers down just a bit. Um, the very bottom is um, unglazed. And these come in a, a whole host of, of colors. My favorite's the birch, uh, but the, the brown and the green, um, I have some that are like half dipped, uh, like with yellow, uh, that's really pretty. Um, but these are great, great everyday mugs. You know, hand predominantly really sells to the a restaurant and hospitality industry is my understanding. And so their stuff is usually made um, for those sorts of, you know, daily use environments. With my mugs, I'm kind of picking a different color each day. So mine don't get used nearly as much, but um, you know, these things look, uh, I've been in my dishwasher a gazillion times and they look exactly the same. And while you, you have this just, craft feel to them right um but they don't feel precious and i think that's a really interesting idea where something can be quasi mass produced these are still small batch um i think in the scheme of things and it's just so incredibly thoughtfully designed that um but it's still um you know if i was a restaurant and i ordered a hundred of these even though each glaze has a little bit of variation otherwise they're going to look very standard in uniform um, and so for me i like using these every day um, and it just creates a nice uh, palette for some uh, latte art and so this has really become my uh, go-to mug um, for just about any occasion okay and now we can talk about the last two I'm not going to say I save the best for last, because again, you you know I'm a huge fan of the hand mug that I use the most, and really all of these mugs are great, uh, except for the La Crusade. It's 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 garbage, but short of that, everything else is is great. The last two are both made by a company in Asheville, North Carolina, so just about three three and a half hours uh, west of of here, uh, called East Fork uh, Pottery. And when you think about how there can be a hype cycle with a mug, this, I think, might be the poster child for that. Um, it even has its own hashtag, the mug, hashtag the mug. Um, and so, you know, these kept selling out and it was hard to get. And, you know, you just kind of have to question yourself, what is going on? Um, you know, and these go for $36 a mug, which is not a um, trivial sum. Um, but if you haven't had East Fork pottery before, um, you know, the base is usually a very, very dark clay. And then they do a lot of different glazes where they, you know, dip it upside down to about maybe two thirds to three quarters. Um, they're a little bit of a thicker wall, but not super heavy. And then they they kind of sponge the, the the top off, so you kind of have this 
it's not a rough edge, but it's not a smooth edge e either. You know, it would have been a lot smoother if it was glazed, um, but I don't, I don't mind that. I will say these have an amazing feel to them. And I think part of that is they also have a really nice radius at the bottom where it really just curves down and around. Um, so really soft bottom edges. Um, the hand has, it kind of goes straight down and almost makes like a, a 90 degree turn, but these um, East Fork ones just have a really pretty um, shape to them where it kind of curves down. Very reminiscent of uh, like a Mark Newsom design or like, uh, you know, that's about the chamfers, um, uh, as you know, maybe Jonathan Ivey would say from, you know, Apple. It has, does have a little bit of that same kind of um, chamfers, maybe like a um, Apple Watch has, you know, kind of that curved radius. Um, these do have really large handles, uh, which is nice because, uh, at least with my hands, with most of these mugs, you know, it's a, it's a two-finger affair. <laughs> that sounds so dirty. Um, but with the East Fork one, it can be two, it can be three. You could almost put you could put four in if you really tried um i think most people probably could and you know so that is uh, pretty interesting that it really works well it actually also when you have a larger handle what it also lets you do is instead of just holding it by the handle you can grasp the mug um, and hold the mug as if it didn't have a handle but then you can still put three fingers um, through the handle and it's kind of a, a cool way to to hold it too um, so, you know, the, the question you have to be thinking to yourself is, okay, Troy, these mugs are hard to find. They sell out. Um, are they worth it? You know, and I'll say that the traditional, the mug, which is a taller mug, um, you know, and these hold, I like on their website, it says 10 ounces comfortably, 12 ounces to the brim, which everyone uh, marked it that way, right? Because most of us aren't drinking our, beverage right to the brim. So it's kind of nice knowing both of those. Um, I'll say for a taller mug where you just want to have drip coffee, or maybe you're doing like a pour over like a Chemex or a tea, it's, uh, it's pretty near perfect. Uh, I'll be honest, I think this would be a great mug um, to use uh, every day if that was your bag. Um, and I, I do own now three or four of these. I think I gave uh, one away to my, my pal Gary um, when he was here. And um, yeah, they just have this great feel to them. Even the glaze has a little bit of a texture, which is nice. The other thing I think that's worth commenting right now too is, you know, with, with mugs, I think you have to think really, really hard about your aesthetic what's going to match that and what, um, you know, where you're going to be on kind of the, the scale of it. And I don't mean a quality scale. I kind of mean from a, on one end, you have the very mass produced, let's say that New York diner, are you just going to have a bunch of mismatched one of those? And, um, you know, they're just going to have a bunch of random names for places or truck stops or whatever. And that's fine. And that's cool if that's your thing. And then on the very far side, I think you have these very artistic mugs, but they can sometimes look like an arts and crafts project, or maybe they were an arts and crafts project by your child where they're not straight, they're, they're droopy, they have some serious ergonomic issues, you know, and you can buy these at craft fairs all over the place. They're usually huge. They sometimes have huge you know, feet on them, they flare out, they would take up uh, an awful lot of space in uh, your, your cabinet. And um, they'd be a pain to clean, you probably can't put them in the dishwasher. That does not appeal to me at all. Um, you know, I my I think dad had some where they had like ugly faces on them and things. Um, that's just not, uh, not me, that does not do it. If it's something we're going to interact with daily, um, I don't want it necessarily utilitarian, like a, a diner mug, but I don't want it, um, you know, to look like it was, um, 
you know, too precious either, or, you know, the different thicknesses of the walls or, you know, the quality of the firing uh, of the clay, like all of that just gives me pauses for concern. And then, you know, as it's living your life going in and out of your cabinet, it's going to get chipped and things. Um, all of these are types where they can bump around a little bit and they're not going to get chipped. These are all made for for use, all, all 10 of these, frankly. Um, and so the, the East Fork mug holds up. And again, I have a couple of these, um, but it's not a wide surface area. So, it, you know, from a shape wise, the hand is still superior if you're you're doing latte art, I feel like. Um, you know, it would even be, the hand one would even be perfect. Let's say if you were going to, you know, just uh, warm up some, you know, Chef Boyardee or, or cup of noodles or something. I feel like you could probably pull that off with the, um, the hand mug where I don't really think you, you could with the, the East Fork, the mug. However, again, these, these East Fork ones are fantastic. And they flare the handle where it's wider and flatter at the top, and then it flares a little bit thinner and narrower at the bottom. And it really just, um, having your thumb on it, it's just, um, it's on the top of the handle. It's a pretty awesome um, experience, <laughs> which sounds weird. Uh, but then I heard East Fork was releasing something called the Sunday Morning Mug. Keep an eye out for these. I have two of these, and these are part of their small batch studio. Um, I'm holding an eggshell one right now. I also have one in prune. Uh, and these are like a hybrid of the tall East Fork mug and the shorter hand mug. It's uh, right in the middle from a height perspective, um, and it's uh, wider, so you get this great wide open top um, for latte art and then it narrows and, and bends down it kind of looks like if you were going to draw a caricature of like a mug for tea that you would see in a cartoon i think that's what this would look like um, but it's done extremely well um, handle again is great it's just a two finger handle though um, you're not getting three in there um, but uh, holding it and turning it feels great. Again, that um, the the glaze they use on these just creates this like micro textured finish. If you've ever had anything um, orange peeled, you know, where you take like a wire wheel to, to metal, especially titanium, that's exactly what the handles of these mugs feel like. It feels like orange peeled uh, titanium. Um, I just love that um, that feel, you know, almost looks like a texture of an orange. Uh, and these, uh, and this one, the Sunday morning mug, great for latte art. And I really have started using these more. Um, you know, I think they take up a little bit more space just because the handle protrudes a bit more and they're a bit taller than the, um, and because they slope down more, almost, it kind of looks like an upside down old school beehive. Um, but because of that, that's why it has to be taller than the other hand um, ones. Uh, but th these are fantastic too. Keep an eye out for these uh, if you're into lattes or cappuccinos. They're be maybe a little bit big for a cappuccino, um, but they have made some smaller ones. Um, these are great to find. Amazingly, the the mug and these Sunday morning mugs and then their latest um, small batch studio drop uh, that I have, it's a really pretty um, like harvest or, or honey color. I mean, it kind of fits also in between in these sizes um, is, is super great. And if someone was telling me, I think it was um, uh, my friend Brian that they're going for a hundred dollars, I think on uh, eBay, um, more than two X retail. So it's uh, getting right up there with, uh, you know, uh, Rolex uh, territory of uh, gray market prices on mugs. Um, I think that's how we know we've we've hit max uh, hype is when people are willing to pay uh, two to three times the price for a coffee mug. Um, you have to kind of think what's what is someone thinking about there? Uh, when I first saw them, I was like, oh, these sound pretty cool. Uh, I you know I couldn't get one at retail; they were sold out. But you know I think I did what most 
sane people would do, right? You're like, okay, well, I can't get it now. I'll follow them on Instagram, sign up for their newsletter. And the next time they come around, I'll try to be there and to pull the trigger. Um, and that really is the best way to buy anything when you're in this weird world of um, unmatched uh, supply, uh, or I should say unmatched uh, demand and, and limited supply. Um, don't go out and, and pay some flippers price. Oh, I can't believe mug flippers. Can you believe there's mug flippers? Flipping mugs, really? That's what this world's come down to? You know, I already think it's crazy that people do that with sneakers, uh, but with mugs, um, I don't know what's going to be next. But um, that being said, um, again, this was a really fun thing uh, to go deep on. I hope this sparks some interest. What I'd love for you to do is, uh, you know, go out into your, your cabinets, you know, maybe look under the sink. Maybe uh, look around what's, you know, hiding around the uh, the, the coffee machine and uh, do a little assessment of of uh, your mug game. What's your mug game like? And, um, and think about how you use them and, you know, think about how you interact with them. I mean, ultimately, that to me is what being a collector is about, is not only you're kind of curating everything, I know I do, um, but also when you're conscious of what you're using day in and day out, um, it does become more special. And then, you know, in the case of these East Fork ones where you feel like you had to, you know, get on the ball or, um, you know, set a meeting reminder or something just so you can buy a mug. Um, the coffee doesn't taste better out of it, but um, maybe you feel a little bit more special um, when you enjoy it, uh, you know, nevertheless. And, um, and again, these, um, especially these uh, Sunday morning ones, I think these are hand-thrown. They have some really nice ridges on the inside. Um, uh, and definitely go through my Instagram page. There's quite a few pictures of Latte Art in, in quite a few of these mugs. Maybe over the following, this upcoming week, why not? It's just um, Monday now when I'm recording this. But um, look for more pictures of these throughout the week on my Instagram page. I think that'll be a lot of fun to post, uh, do some different things with these. Um, and I hope, you know, that you explore, um, you know, what's available to you. And there's, you know, this probably goes without saying, but, um, you know, in a lot of these regards, probably not with the La Crusade um, or the, the metal mug, but all these other ones, there's people behind these. And in some cases, very few people. You know, when you buy a, a mug or cup from, from Willow Vane here in North Carolina, you know, that's run that's a husband wife team that that's running that. And there's just a few people behind OM. There's a small team behind Granby Workshop. Um, I've met the two guys who started Hand. Um, and they're they're fantastic. You know, East Fork is growing, but uh, I you know, their emails and marketing is fantastic and that you really feel like you know them. And um, that's still um, a relatively small outfit, um, probably in the scheme of things. PKK, I think that's an extremely small operation as well. Um, yeah, the way it feels and these kind of small, like micro ridges on it are just uh, fantastic. Um, I think out of all of these, this might be the most expensive mug is the PKK one. It doesn't even have a handle, um, but it's, uh, it's, it's lovely. Um, and so, you know, when you, when you buy a mug, you're also able to support some of these people. And when you buy the right one, it's going to last uh, for a long time. And also it's not something where it's going to go in, um, and then out of, of style. I really feel like all 10 of these that I'm looking at here in front of me are all, um, really, really timeless designs and, um, you know, if you're someone who feels like your daily cup of tea or coffee is your ritual, um, you know, if it's your tea ceremony, well, then why not up up your, your tea set to go along with it? Um, and I think uh, a mug is a really fun and accessible way. You know, even though the most expensive of these was $50, I will say the Sunday morning mug, the two I have, they came with um, tea, different types of tea, and those 
were a set where you got like a, a box of tea and the mug that was seventy dollars so not um not cheap by any by any means but um you know this is a really accessible way to get into craft and i really do feel like mugs are craft um are they art i don't know i i like to think of them as craft because most all these are, are trying to be repeated by their makers um and they serve a, a super utilitarian uh purpose um and they really are you know without uh, superfluous designs you know again 40s don't even have handles that's how streamlined they are um but uh when you're thinking about hey i'm someone starting out and i want to collect you know art that can you know i'm sure this will be a topic for another time of you know how do you even get into collecting contemporary art something i've spent a lot of time uh wrestling with myself love to share my my tips and ideas and thoughts on that but when we think about craft um I think mugs and cups are a really, really great way to get into that world, um, support some amazing small businesses and, and makers. Um, and it's something you can interact with and use and enjoy daily, which, you know, is not the case all the time. You know, I'm, I love a good vase or vase and we have a bunch of them in the house, uh, but they don't get used nearly as much as these uh, cups and mugs do. So just food for thought. Thank you for listening to episode two of the Grumpy Collector podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this one. Um, I really have. Um, I wish all of you could virtually come and um, handle and touch and feel all these mugs. Um, hopefully the pictures on Instagram will, will do them justice and their makers and I'll tag them in there. And then don't for, forget, I have started show notes. So I will uh, link these up in the next couple of days. If you're listening to this episode right when it drops, you probably are not going to see anything on the show notes page for uh, episode two yet. Um, but don't worry, um, I will I will complete it and, and get it posted as soon as I can. Um, again, your uh, five star reviews and subscribing really help this podcast. I uh, really appreciate everyone who's listened to uh, episode one, which was around Grand Seiko. If you haven't caught that one, feel free to go back and, and check it out. Um, and until next time, this is The Grump. See you soon.